Welcome to the Slasher Sibling Podcast. I'm your co-host, Cicely, and this is your host. And my brother. Hayden. There you go. And today we're going to be talking about Scream with Ghostface. It came out in 1996. It's rated R. The movie is an hour and 51 minutes. And it's 7.4 stars out of 10 on IMDb. There you go. Um, The movie... For the people that don't know what it's about. Yes. A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as a part of a deadly game. This is a very classic movie. Classic. It's one of the... Yeah, it's, it's an original classic. It's It's one of the ones that everyone thinks of you know uh freddy jason ghostface chucky pennywise everyone knows you know who they are so one of my favorite scary movies this is a one of my favorite ones to watch during october i like to watch it any time of year you know but during october it seems like the most perfect time to watch it you know so we'll start off talking about some scenes my favorite way to start a slasher film is by scream they literally have the most anxiety inducing the most terrifying and gruesome way to begin a movie you know with the whole calling on the phone saying i want to play a game i want to know who i'm looking at you know stuff like that i have two quotes written down here sis yeah that have to be probably some of my favorite quotes out of horror the horror genre when the killer calls her on the phone and says uh what is your name and she says why do you want to know my name the quote is i want to know who i'm looking at and to this day that still gives me a creepy feeling i always think of uh the scary movie do you know what i mean the parody movies yeah 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 he goes i want to know who i'm looking at turn to page 84 oh yeah that's (laughs) true i forgot about that I think about that so much. I don't know if it's page 84, but it's um, something like something that. Something like that. It's still funny, it's though. It's so funny. But uh, the other quote is, uh, to see what your insides look like. That has to be the two scariest quotes to hear on a telephone. Imagine someone calling. You don't know who they are. And they say two things. I want to know who I'm looking at. It's like two in the morning. I want to know who I'm looking at, and I want to see what your insides look like. How how terrified would you be, sis? Honestly, I would just hang up. <laughs> you have no way of defending yourself. I wouldn't even... I'd be like, try to come in. My dog will bite you. That's true. <laughs> so, like I was saying, it's my favorite way to open up a slasher film. Uh, there's a couple things that I always think of when someone talks about Scream. So, there's the there's obviously the phone call. And, you know, the game of him asking him, asking her questions about horror movies. But there's... You could see Steve's outline on the patio in front of the pool through that whole movie. Like, through that whole scene. Like, yeah. after she looks out the back door for the final time, you can see his outline in the shadow. Steve, the boyfriend who gets gutted, that has to be the start of the coolest scene in that movie. Or out oh, of yeah. some of all horror movies, really. Brutal. It's like it, It's very brutal. And then she, uh, Casey ends up getting gutted, that's too. Like, that's even worse. She's hung from a tree. Hung from a tree. She's yelling for her parents, her. and her parents... And, 
it's awful the, and you could hear like gasping on the phone yeah that was freaky I, that, yeah that's always a freaky thing is when she picks up the phone to call 911 she's like um i can hear her she's can here imagine that. she's here yeah like that's so that's, that would be awful i know those two that whole intro always sticks in my mind whenever it's, it's a good one drew barrymore oh yeah drew making barrymore. the popcorn yeah it's all With iconic all classic and it has to be one of the best openings to a, a slasher film what's your favorite scary movie <laughs> halloween and then uh you know her hanging from the tree and thinking that she was gonna get away we all thought she was going to get away, and then all of a sudden, that ain't the case. Mm-mm. But, you know, there's always that, what's it called, like, trope with girls running from the killer. They always fall, they always take a wrong turn, or stop too long, or something like that. We know, she's, like, huge for that movie, and she's only in, like... That was, what, ten minutes? Yeah. I think? Ten minutes of the yeah. two-hour movie? Anytime someone does, like, a scream Halloween costume, it's always her. It has to be. I mean... That's the most Which I, iconic Which I would part. do too, yeah. yeah. I would love to do that. So moving right into the movie, there's the first scene. We get introduced to Sydney Campbell. And she's sitting there on her computer and all of a sudden she hears some noises and Billy pops in the window. And this scene always makes me laugh for a few reasons. Because he snuck in the window that way, right? And she screams because it scared her. And then her dad come busts in the door, right? Yeah. There's a scene where she takes the door, like, unlocks the door, like, closes her closet door to open her bedroom door. Yeah. And she turns around to look for Billy, and he's not there. And the look on Sydney's face kills me every time in that scene, because it's, like, utter confusion of, like, where he went. Yeah. Like, he's under the bed. Like, we we know that, but yeah. she turns around and looks, and she's like, Where did he go? Where did he go? Like, the utter confusion. Did you expect him not to hide? When, and then he pops up with, the, pops up with the little bear, but did you expect him not to hide? Like, that's yeah, so, girl. I think it's so funny the way she turns around and then is completely surprised that he's not there anymore. Um, her poor dad. Her, her poor dad. But another part of that scene is when Billy sneaks in through the window and immediately makes fun of her nightgown. He said, this is what you wear to bed? This is what you wear to bed? Like, <laughs> you just snuck in her room. Yeah. Maybe get, might get caught by her dad and you're making fun of what she sleeps in. I like, who cares? That's it's. I always thought that was funny, though. There's a, there's a scene right after that where they're talking about school. And it's the shot from, like, above with the really tense music of the high school. Yeah. And it was just after the murder. And every there's, like, reporters everywhere. There's kids everywhere trying to figure out what's going on. It's that I really enjoy the scene where they're looking at the school from, like, probably a helicopter or a crane or something. And it's playing that really tense music. Uh-huh. I, I like that scene. It, it kind of gives you a sense of anxiety a little bit. I always have that. Yeah. But <laughs> it gives you kind of a sense of anxiety just... And nothing's happening, you know? You're just showing up to high school. Granted, after someone was killed, but they didn't really know that at the time. Yeah. The, Okay, so we meet Tatum and everything. And after the introduction to Tatum, Sydney immediately gets called to the principal's office. There's a couple things in that scene. We get introduced to Dewey, who has to be... If it wasn't for Neve Campbell, he would be my absolute favorite character out of the Scream movies. I love Sydney because of Neve Campbell. She's yeah. an excellent actress. But Dewey has to be one of the funniest characters in this movie. He's great. He's, He's one of my absolutely too. great. And uh, I can't take him seriously. No. That's because of his character, but also because of the screen movies. Yeah. 
or sorry scary movie the scary movie yeah but uh the other thing in this scene other than meeting dewey for the first time is how we're introduced to the principal and to me it just seems like the principal's a little too handsy with sydney yeah i noticed that too he grabbed her chin he was like caressing her face i thought that that was like that's one of the first red herrings in the movie like oh this guy might be it because he's really creepy with the students and then there's that um announcement right after oh it's way later but the announcement he makes over the loudspeaker saying about um if you need anything like i'm here come to me like that was a really yeah. weird i don't know it just seems like they really went out of their way to make the principal creepy yeah to and make at it this look point like it it's him. a red herring throwing you off like mm-hmm. this creepy guy he might be him we don't know yet we don't know and then immediately after the whole principal scene and meeting dewey and the police chief and everything like that we jump to billy stew tatum and sid all sitting on the fountain yeah that whole scene tells you who the killer is yeah and they give it away right away without giving it away there's billy talking about well there's stew talking about gutting somebody and all that other stuff and then uh their friend that works in the video randy Uh Randy randy is saying about how he Stu might be the killer and then tatum says oh no he was he was with me last night he was with me last night and then <laughs> billy's like no one said that you killed anybody yeah it's because billy killed casey yeah you see and it's billy killed Stu didn't kill casey because Cindy's he mom. did it but billy gets out of trouble multiple times because it's Stu killing them uh-huh so you, i mean you do you have to do a little guesswork but they flat out tell you who it is once you watch right the movie there. once and you know that they're the killers it's like oh yeah oh. they told me right there yeah. it's like just they almost hold held up a sign saying i am the killer and Stu is also the killer you know what i mean without being that obvious yeah. about it i like that they had two killers though yeah I it think was that was different and that's a very big twist it threw you off because you're like oh wait he's right there but this guy was just killed so it couldn't be him yeah if you're watching it for the first time and you don't uh-huh. know and um, then there's the scene right after that where sid's chased through the house right yeah and uh she gets into the bedroom and then all of a sudden Billy pops up. Billy pops up in the window and his cell phone falls out of his Uh pocket. I wrote down here that I thought it was funny that this is the year where having a cell phone is incriminating to you. Yeah, I was like, because it fell out of his pocket and she was like, oh my god. Yeah. You're the killer? I was like, like, it's a cell phone, girl. You can tell that this is a 90s. I mean, you're right. You're right. He is the killer, but that's also like, Uh, it's a cell phone. It's a cell phone, but like back in 96, cell phones weren't. I mean, Yeah. yeah, Billy says every kid has one, but they really didn't there wasn't very many people with a cell phone and uh it was a year like i said that having a cell phone was would be incriminating for you at that time so that's uh, i thought that that scene was pretty funny yeah but i also put the very next scene like the the whole like first half of the movie it's like every scene is good and meshes really well with the scene before it because this next scene is where sydney punches gail weathers in the face for bringing up her mother and i just wrote down don't fuck with sid that's all i put down because we know exactly what that means her coming out of the police station her running up into her face with a camera and a microphone talking about her mother and all that other stuff she gets rocked right in the side of the face Uh uh-huh like that's all i wrote down don't fuck with sid because that's such a yeah (laughs) that's such like an uh 
powerful scene to show like Sid's not going down without a fight that told you right from the beginning that she was going to be the one to if anybody she was going to be the one to outlive this thing oh yeah it kind of had that symbolism yeah exactly i would have done the same thing square up with her um the very next scene once again uh i have red right hand is the the theme song now I, i don't have anything special about it but it's the theme song for peaky blinders like as soon as peaky blinders opens it's red right hand i just never realized that until i started watching peaky blinders and then i just thought every time i hear it now i think of peaky blinders but i didn't realize it was in scream but it's i thought that was pretty cool Uh but once again the very next scene where tatum oh no sid sees the guy no that's not it we're i'm jumping a little further ahead tatum's number 10 jersey yeah the crop top jersey with the Uh number 10 on it that's a uh like an easter egg to nightmare on elm street Uh uh-huh Johnny Depp wore that yeah, yep, number 10 jersey. Mm-hmm. And um, Tatum wears it in Scream as of like a... They also had um the janitor dressed up as... That's coming up here yep. in, mm-hmm. in a couple seconds too. But I thought that that was a really cool reference to put in there. Because yeah. it makes it seem like... Not makes it seem like, but like it shows that they all have like a respect for each other because they know how popular elm street is they know how popular friday the 13th is halloween 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 in there too wes craven john carpenter Uh they have like it shows respect for them while gaining respect of their own Mm -hmm. because scream deserves a good bit of respect for what they did in this movie the next scene well yeah once again the next scene sid isn't sure if cotton did it if cotton did kill and rape her mom she starts to doubt it question it, it yeah starts questioning it and hearing all the rumors and isn't 100 percent sure that her mom was actually the saint that she thought that she was and ended up sending a dude to prison for and i know i remember that coming up in what was it screen was it screen two or three that cotton becomes a character i don't remember i can't remember doesn't matter because we're talking about the first one yeah but cotton gets out of jail obviously because he was innocent billy did it but he's in number two or three i can't remember which one and uh they kind of have like a sequence of them talking to each other like she's Uh kind of apologizing i think he saves her at one point i don't remember but uh she wasn't exactly sure cotton did it in that moment and that becomes like really heavy on her later in the movie too this is where that announcement comes in from the principal and it's like a really creepy like oh if if anything's wrong you you just come to me i'll i'll be sure to help you and like just like dude i get it you're a principal of a school but like there are like boundaries you don't caress students faces and yeah that was weird i i'd probably deck him i mean yeah if anybody touched me on the chin like that and then the way he speaks to students and the announcement he gave was really weird and creepy like it didn't really seem very professional of a (laughs) principal of a high school and then he wore the mask at one point i thought that that scene was funny it was funny but he was just flipping out on the kids for wearing it well that's another thing that scene where he's yelling at the kids there were two kids in masks another red herring telling you that there's two killers without Ah, telling you i didn't even think about that there's two kids with two ghost faces on so that's another way of telling you that there's two killers and then they didn't hold up a sign and said there's two killers in this movie but there's the scene in the bathroom where they're talking about sid her mom's a whore all that other stuff she's probably lying and faking all that other stuff and then they leave and then the boots under the stall that 
scene where his boots slowly creep down to the floor. And then his gown drops that's over like, his legs. That's such a cool scene. And it doesn't give it away either. Like, mm. you can't tell if that's Billy or Stu. No. Not just by boots and pants. And I think they both wore black jeans that day. Both, I think they both wore black jeans and tennis shoes. So they changed even. Oh. Pretty sure they had tennis shoes on. I'm pretty on sure it. they both had black jeans too, yeah. But that's also the chase scene. Sid gets away. Kids go home. A lot of stuff's happening between these two scenes. But the principal's death scene. I was um, talking about he hears a noise and he comes checking around. And I thought every time he turned a corner or checked something... You thought he was going to die. There's, It's like a five minute scene where he's looking around and every second you thought he was getting stabbed. Like they did the suspense so well in five minutes. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, he's going to die now. No, he's fine. Wait, he's going to die now. No, yeah. no, I guess he's fine. They kept doing that to you until all of a sudden and you notice, I noticed it too late. I noticed it at the very final second that that, that blind was pulled down when Ghostface was hiding behind it. Oh. His blind was up when his door was shut, uh -huh. but Ghostface pulled it down and opened the door the whole way and hid behind it. And you're looking at the principal and he's like looking around his office. And then all of a sudden I looked right past his head. The blinds pulled down. And then all of a sudden Ghostface pops out from behind the door. It's like, oh, I missed it. And yeah. I was too late to see it. But that scene is where Wes Craven, who directed Elm Street, mm -hmm. is dressed up as Freddy and his name's Fred. In the hallway. In the hallway yeah. as a janitor. He's like, uh, I forget what the principal says, but he goes, what'd you say? to me he's like nothing fred yeah he's just like, like nothing. that's such a cool like that's giving your respect to the other movies like i just said earlier um, yeah i thought that was a funny part i thought it was cute so we skip a little forward we skip some dialogue again we're in the movie store uh-huh and they're talking about the horror movies and how billy's the killer or how randy thinks billy's the killer and all this other stuff and then all of a sudden there's that scene where he's accusing billy right yeah and Billy comes up behind him and is like, do you have proof? All that other stuff. You uh -huh. better shut up and stuff like threatening him. But Stu is also very much in the scene. Oh, yeah. He's like right behind him. He's like almost choking. He's like he sandwiched looked... between Billy Exactly. And Stu. That's another red herring telling us that they're both the killer. When in reality, you don't know which one of the three of them is the actual killer. You're thinking it's just one the whole movie. Uh-huh. But it's once again telling you there's two killers in this movie. But you didn't know that. Until you you watched it again, yeah. obviously. But we're at the party scene. They're out of school. They, they got a siesta from school and all that stuff. Stu says it's an impromptu party. You can bring some booze. Blah, blah, blah. We're skipping forward all the way to the scene where Tatum goes out to the garage to get some beer. And she puts up one of the best fights, aside from Sydney in the entire movie. Mm -hmm. I have written here that Tatum deserved to escape i feel like tatum's character was done dirty by the amount of fight that she put up she made that really funny scene with oh can i be the girl in distress or whatever you want to play horror movie or something like that that, uh -huh. that funny scene and then she's like throwing beer bottles at him hits him with the fridge door like runs over oh, yeah. and opens Covered the door in beer. like that i feel like that she deserved to escape ghost face which kind of sucks that her her death scene was kind of dumb because a garage door is not going to lift a full body like yeah. that but that's a pretty gruesome way that to die gruesome. they that's showed very... her face while she was getting squished I know. but i feel like that she deserved to escape him yeah she put up a really really big and good fight 
in that scene. And yeah, then so there's too. a little more skipping ahead. Uh, Gail puts the camera on the party, all that other stuff. And then we get to when Billy shows up. People are leaving for the curfew. Billy shows up at the party. They kiss and make up to once again throw you off the scent that Billy's the killer, saying, oh, look, Sydney made up with Billy. You know, it's not him. And then once again, you're cutting Billy out of the equation, saying, oh, it's probably Stu, or it's probably Randy, or at this point, we start to think it was Neil, Sid's dad, and uh, this is Billy's death scene. So now you're like, okay, it definitely isn't him. Yeah. You know, you're thinking it couldn't be him. Yeah, because he's getting stabbed. He's getting quote, stabbed. Quote. He's dead. Quote, unquote, stabbed and yes. dead. Yeah, yes. but like, how, how many more red herrings can this movie throw at you until the big reveal at the end, you know? Uh-huh. And then I have written down the rules of the horror movie scene. Yeah. They're watching that horror movie and they're saying all the rules. And I thought that these rules... No sex. No, no alcohol or, or drugs. Uh-huh. Do not say I'll be right back. Because you won't. Because you won't. And that's another thing is that Randy guessed the ending in that scene there. He said, don't say I'll be right back because you won't. And then Stu says, I'll be right back. Uh-huh. He's like, all right, I'll find you in the kitchen with a knife. Uh-huh. As a joke. But how does the movie end? He was right. No, he was right. Randy knew everything the whole time. He's, exactly. He's so smart. And then right after that, there's the whole, I got a report of finding a car in the bushes by the side of the road. We, I need to go check it out. Do you want to come with me? Sure, let me grab my jacket, blah, 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 all that other stuff. They're walking down the road, almost get hit by the cars. Fall into each other, have a little, mm, and then a little something, something. They find Neil's car in the bushes. So that makes me start to think, did Neil ever go anywhere, period? No, I don't think he did the whole time. I, don't, I think that they captured him immediately walking mm-hmm. out of the house. Because he was wearing the same stuff. Exactly. But I, I thought maybe he got outside the city, they drove him back or something like that. But no, I think that... At he was the there fr- the whole time. I think that he got captured at the front door. Well, yeah, because if... And then they stashed his car somewhere and then brought the car back for when they wanted to frame Neil yeah. for the killings. And just shoved him in Stu's closet. Exactly. And it, it makes you think, like, what did we actually miss? Yeah. You know, thinking back through the movie, did they give any evidence of Neil actually being in another city or whatever? Well, he never checked into the he hotel. He never checked into the hotel. Yeah. He hasn't called Sydney. He hasn't checked up on her or anything. Another red herring is that the car is in the woods. And like I said, it's not telling you outright if the dad is completely innocent seeing his car. And yeah. Not knowing where he is. Did he come back? Well, is he lying? Dewey uh, assumed that he was the killer. So when he saw his car, he ran back to the house exactly. to try to s- prevent, you know, that happening. Yes. But in in reality, he's been duct taped up somewhere in Stu's house the whole time. Yeah, that's so sad. Um, the look behind you scene. Randy's laying on the couch watching the horror movie by himself. Look because, behind you. Like, dude, look behind yourself. Yeah. Like, look behind you, Randy. That's why I never want to have my couch in the middle of a living room floor with a doorway behind me. No, oh my god, I have to have my couch up against, against the, the wall. Against the wall, yeah. Somewhere I can't that people nap can't sneak. If someone's going to sneak up behind exactly. me. Exactly, thank you. <laughs> like, that's just. Look behind you. Come on, don't be dumb. Look behind you, dude. Yeah. You look behind And you... then they're in the van, like, yeah. Randy, look behind you. 
this oh no it's on a 30 second delay and then all of a sudden he gets his list yeah you know but then that leads into i have written down a classic and really one of the first real whodunits who who don't did it exactly like because you know she's just been chased gail's wrecked the van all that stuff happens sid's running up to the front door and randy's yelling for her Stu's running after like he did it he did it and then all of a sudden billy falls down the stairs very dramatically yeah yeah and all that other stuff like this is a classic and one of the first that i can really remember like who did it yeah like we still don't know there's red herrings once again everywhere and then the big reveal happens billy kills randy then all of a sudden you think oh we knew it billy's the killer he's faking and all of a sudden Stu comes in it's like Stu help sid you know and then all of a sudden Stu, what the Uh are you kidding me like you didn't know this whole time that there were two killers this is the the big one of the biggest reveals out of like a mystery thriller horror movie is that there were two killers at the end of scream yeah like i can't think of a movie that had a bigger reveal quite to that magnitude like there are big reveals for a lot of horror movies like um jason is the son who got killed in the lake yeah his mom his mom's doing all his dirty work exactly but like this is there's two killers yeah throwing you off the whole movie then all of a sudden oh we were all wrong you know uh-huh and there's that whole scene where they're making up the conspiracy that sydney killed herself killed because uh, her dad was the killer because he killed all of her friends killed billy yep. and Stu. and there's that whole elaborate process and everything and i thought that was honestly a very well-written plan like that's not a terrible plan yeah but i have written down that it's the perfect way to end a murder spree is that sid gets away beats the crap out of both of them uh-huh. uh stabs him with the umbrella and then gail shoots him and then there's like oh wait this is where he pretends to be dead but he really comes back for the final scare and he does it and shoots him right in the head the reason i love sid so much is not only is she a badass but she had some of the coolest one-liners yeah she did she really had some of the coolest one-liners not in my movie like that's yeah come on come on sid after doing all after doing all that stuff getting the crap beat out of you finding out your boyfriend's the killer and and he killed your mom and killed your mom he nearly killed you nearly killed your dad and you know did all this stuff right and then you're just like not in my movie like that's such a badass way like, yeah, for you bitch, to go out right. of a movie you're right so do you have any scenes that you 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 can th- think off the top of your head that you really like to talk about um that we haven't go- gone over yet see i didn't write anything down because i just yeah know the movie but i like how ghostface is so clumsy yeah i think it it's it's really funny because i mean they are teenagers yeah so it's not like they're gonna be amazing at this right and I like how he's always falling. I just think it adds some comedic relief to the movie. Exactly. And then there's a bunch of little scenes. I don't know if you noticed that Ghostface just like pops up in all the time. Yeah. Like the one time you see him running through the woods. Yeah. And he's in like the reflection of the, the glass all the time. Like he's always just there. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. But it's just, and then Gail Weathers... I, I love Courtney Cox yeah. in general, so... Uh, her, uh, she wanted this role as Gail Weathers because she wanted to do something different from to counter... She wanted to play the bitch character to counteract yeah. her friend's 
character. Yeah. She she want she liked being in the in Friends, but she uh-huh. wanted something the bitch character yeah. to counteract that a little bit. She said she thought it was funny. Yeah, I really like her character. So yeah, I really love Courtney, and I think she's. I mean, I know she's not everyone's favorite character, and she's not supposed to be, but I like her. She comes back to help Sydney at the end. So right, she's in all the movies. Yeah, and you know she is. Gail becomes an important part of the Scream franchise too. Yeah. Even yeah, if so, she isn't the absolute favorite or yeah. anything. But I, I like her character. She's just so mean and she's always slapping her camera guy. <laughs> yeah. it's so when funny. I tell you to move, that means move. Yeah. There's one scene where she just slaps him right across the face. I thought it was funny. Like, yeah, you're a boss bitch, aren't you? Okay, so uh, why do you love this movie? Um... I like the aesthetic, as per usual. As per usual. I love Ghostface. I just think he's he's funny rather than um, super serious, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like most of the killers. Like Michael Myers. You're not laughing at Michael Myers. No, definitely not. But Ghostface can make you laugh. I think he makes me laugh. So I like that. And then I, I like how he calls them before uh-huh. and makes them answer scary movie questions. Yeah. I think that's that's funny. That horror aspect. Yeah. A horror film aspect. Because could you imagine how she felt trying to like save her boyfriend's life? Yeah, I know. By answering the question and then she got it wrong? That's, like, that's yeah. nuts. I mean, that was, to be fair, that was a pretty tr- trick question. I mean, yeah, Mrs. Voorhees is the original killer. But when you think for friday the 13th you do think of jason yeah but still yeah uh my reason i have not only because of neve skeet matthew and david that's sydney billy Stu, and dewey respectively i love the casting choices neve campbell is amazing actress as sydney skeet ulrich mm-hmm. is amazing as Bull- uh, billy yeah i love him matthew lillard is amazing literally at everything yeah i love him too but his stew character is fantastic. David Arquette as Dewey. Uh-huh. Come on. I mean Dewey is one of the one of the best characters in this yeah. movie. He it's, really is. I wonder how long after that him and Courtney Cox got married. True. Yeah. Because they got married. Yeah, I just can't remember. I don't know. I don't know the timeline, so I don't know how much longer. This is ninety six. In like the early two thousands? Maybe. I don't, I don't remember, but I also love that this is this is a classic corny slasher. Yes, you know, it's not too serious, and I think yeah, that's why it's I not like it. full of itself. It's uh-huh. not serious, and it's not it's creating something new, mix of comedy and horror, and trying to figure out who the hell's killing everybody. Uh, red herrings everywhere. Not the first time you watch it, you can't figure out who the killer is. There's just so many things no, throwing you no. off. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, oh. Okay. That makes sense now. Uh, I love the corny one-liners. Uh-huh. All of Sid's one-liners are pretty pretty good, but all the one-liners from everyone else are pretty corny. Yeah. And I love that. And I, I love how well-written it is and how well-directed it is. But I also, my favorite part of this, watching this whole movie, is my feeling of terror I have the whole movie. Yeah. Of like, you know, being chased, not knowing who the killer is, not knowing when he's going to pop up. He does pop up at the strangest times. You see him everywhere, that kind of thing. I love that feeling. It's pretty bloody and gory too. I have a couple trivia. I didn't have too many. I went through like 30 of them and a lot of them were things that we already said, like Wes Craven was Fred and the number 10 jersey. A lot Uh of them were things that you can spot immediately. Some, I have a couple things. Uh, Lillard being hit in the head with the phone wasn't scripted. He accident, 
Skeet accidentally hit Matthew with the phone, and he ad-libbed the, You hit me in the head with the phone, dick! <laughs> that wasn't in the script. That was unscripted. And it, it fits, fits the movie perfectly, yeah. but it also shows Matthew Lillard's skill also. You know, like, he's an excellent actor. Yeah. And he can just rattle stuff off like that. Also, you might not know this, but w- next time you watch the movie, pay attention when Ghostface is killing because you can tell who it is by how they hold the knife oh stew always uses two hands billy uses one interesting so you can tell who's wearing the suit by how many hands they're using and i also believe that stew is always the one falling i i kind of thought that too Uh, billy's a little more serious He's just so, like, tall and goofy, I figured that's probably Stu. So the one, I think the bathroom, when he tries to get Sydney in the bathroom, that's Stu. I thought that was Stu, too. Billy killed Casey and Steve. No, they both did, because one thing that the director said when they were making the movie is that they put Billy at one door and Stu at the other, so that if, well... It wasn't written this way, but... So the plan was to have Stu in one door... And Billy at the other, so if she guesses like, oh, you're at the front door, Billy can bust in the back. Yeah. And then if, oh, you're at the back door, Stu will bust in the front. Yeah. So no matter what, they were going to be wrong because uh-huh. there's two killers, there's two doors to the house. There were so many doors in that house. I know, but... So many doors. Still, that's... And if you're home by yourself, why aren't they all locked? Why are they not already locked? Like, but she's this running around trying to lock the doors. We, like, we ne- girl, hardly... Lock the doors... If you're in there by yourself. Yeah. Lock the fucking doors. I know. But, um... That's okay. I love Drew Barrymore, though. I know. But, like, yeah, that's that's all the trivia I really wrote down. Because, like I said, a lot of it was pretty obvious. You know, but, um... It's a really good... It is probably my favorite movie to watch in October. It's, I love watching this movie in October. It is one of my favorite scary movies. I have the Ghostface crewneck on right now. I have the Ghostface shirt. I have the blanket. They're gonna have Ghostface collars. Yeah. All of it. He's just... And, it like, his character is just, like... It's gonna sound weird, but it's cute. Like, very Halloween-y. Yeah. I, actually, I have the Ghostface costume because I wanted to scare Adam with it when he Father lived here. Father Death, is it, it's called, by the way. What? Ghostface is called Father Death. Oh. <laughs> makes sense. No, uh, this got a 7.4. I would give it low nines. Nine, 9.4. I know I gave Evil Dead 2 a 9, but that's just because of, like, Scream had a better budget, even though it still seems like a old movie and everything like that but it's a movie that if i forgot that i ever watched that movie and watched it again i still wouldn't be able to figure it out Uh you can't it's almost impossible to figure out who the killer is unless you've watched it unless you've watched already or someone told you or anything like that so i'd give it 9.3 i'll give it a 9.3 give it a 10 give it a 10 it's one of my favorites yeah obviously it's a good one well before we uh sign off you have anything you want to say i just have my favorite quote which is very popular yeah from that movie is when they're in the garage and she says do you want to play psycho killer can i be the helpless victim yeah okay let's see no please don't kill me mr ghostface i want to be in the sequel that's my favorite quote now that i'm thinking about it that was the first and only time he was called ghostface really tatum coined that name huh that's interesting now that i'm thinking of it i don't remember him being called ghostface that's true 
because his costume is technically called Father Death. If you, in the police station, they turn over. He's like, oh, oh you can yeah, pick this up in the... any five and dime store. And yep. he turns it over and it says Father Death mm-hmm. at the top. So I'm pretty sure Tatum, Tatum's character and the actress that I can't remember her name. I don't know, but she's awesome. She is. And she is one of my favorite characters in the movie. She coined I like her. the Death Face name. I like her a lot. Yeah. And she's really good to Sydney like, as a friend. Like I said, she deserved to escape. Yep. She fought for that but it wouldn't be scream if sydney was the if sydney wasn't basically the only one to survive yeah but uh yeah that's our discussion about scream this week yep one of my faves thanks for listening sharing liking thank you please tell your friends and family about this that love horror movies tell your dogs i love them yes of course and uh join us next week when we talk about the Exorcist, oh, right yeah. before Halloween, and we'll uh, spooky. Spooky season's off to a good start. Here we so go! Far. It's October. I'm so excited. Cookies. Thank you for listening, guys. Thank Catch you. Catch you next week. Catch you later.